Welcome to Wake the Bear Radio with your host, Brandon Johnson, Chris Hurst, and Ron Powers. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Time to enter the bear of the lair, the lair of the bear. That's right. California's waking up, and tonight is going to be no different. That's right. We're here to, uh, I heard this phrase once in, uh, in my seminary training, the word of the Lord comforts the afflicted and afflicts the comfortable. And tonight we're really going to be about afflicting the comfortable because some of y'all out there need to get afflicted and get off your couch and do something. And so, um, yeah, there's, tonight is really about that. I'm, I'm, I, got, I got kind of afflicted just the other day. Yeah, tell us. I, I dropped my daughter off to high school. And I was looking around like, what's going on? Like, everybody's standing around. And there's four sheriff's deputies out in front of the school. And, I, and I'm looking around. And they're erecting a gay pride flag next to the United States flag and the state flag over the entire public school. What? I'm like, wait, you're pushing forth a p- particular political controversial ideology as fully accepted by a public school. I'm like, what the heck? And then it was on the elementary. We, at first, I saw that one on the elementary school. So it's on the elementary school. The high school and the junior high, they erected this flag. The, the board of trustees, who you don't need to trust, you can't trust anymore, was erecting this flag. It was, it was, I just made me, I was like sad and I was angry. I'm like, what the heck? Wow. Yeah. Wow, I bet the Papa Bear came alive in Brandon. Oh, yeah. That was, <laughs> I yeah. was. Yeah. It's like, how dare you? Put an ideology. It's supposed to be safe for government, right? right. United States, then a then a state, mm-hmm. and then a city. If you have a city flag, right. and that's what that poll is supposed to be for. Yeah. So what what what's going on? Why would they have um, the rainbow flag out this week? Well, I looked at the, the the principal's letter out, and it was like, oh, this is about a week de- dedicated to celebrating equality and. Uh, you know, and so they're, we're going to ra- raise this flag. And I'm like, that's not what that flag means. Like, that flag is gay pride, period. That's what it means. It's like me yeah. saying, well, I'm going to put up a Christian flag because Jesus died for everyone. So, therefore, we should be able to put up a Christian flag. But there are some people that don't want a particular ideology to be flown over their school, a public school. But uh, now, all of a sudden, it's okay to fly this and say that, well, that flag means... Uh, diversity for everybody. Like, n- no, no that, it doesn't. That flag is clearly <laughs> the gay pride flag. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. That that sounds like a pretty hard morning. Well, and it was an emotional day. I'll just got to tell you. So I that happened, and I came home, and I called the superintendent of schools, and I had other people. I, I like called other people and texted my friends, and like, okay, calm me down. Help me, send me, help me see <laughs> the clearly. Serenity now. Yes. And then, okay, how do I articulate clearly? And so then I called the, the the superintendent's office, and they finally called me back, and they said, oh, the police have been dispersed. No, well, thank you, but but they should never have been there to have the police show up. I mean, it, it was weird. It was almost like we're gonna throw this flag up, and we're gonna have fully armed sheriff's deputies, four of them, so that if there's any dissension with this, that it would, like, Flag cr- raising. Crush, yeah. crush dissension. It's like, it's, it felt weird, man. It felt like police state. I was just like... Yeah, a little intimidation going on yeah, there. they didn't even go in naively. I mean, they came in saying, there's probably going to be some issues, so we better get some armed guards right. around this. That, that, oh, man. So that just kind of goes to our theme tonight. I think our theme, and we've talked about this before, the theme tonight comes from the scriptures of an Isaiah where God, the prophet Isaiah is speaking to the people, and he says, Woe to the nation who calls evil good and good evil, who puts darkness for light and light for darkness, who puts bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. And it's, you know, woe to the people who do this. And that, this is where we're at, folks, ladies and gentlemen. The Wake the Bear listeners, we are at a woe. Yeah. If we do not turn course, if we do not change course, if we don't speak out, if we don't gather together and stop where this is going, that we may, we could be close to too far already. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I, I believe there's always hope, but if you, good people do nothing, then evil takes over. Right? Yeah. And there's plenty of good people. Yeah. But they, they have to get up off they the couch be, like you had mentioned. being scared. You know? Yeah. That's the part I'm just, you know, I'm done. I'm done being scared for speaking the truth. Like, if people get offended that I spoke the truth, I need to not think so much about that. I need to think about the people that are in deception and destruction 
and I think about them being deceived and destroyed and corrupted by not speaking the truth. Yeah, so. absolutely. You know, I was listening to a, an interview between Lance Wallnow and Mario Murillo. Mm -hmm. And Mario Murillo uh, just got done with the crusade where there was like 10,000 one night and 12,000 the next night. And then he was planning a crusade in New York. Uh, Bevada or whatever it's called in New York and uh, he decided to cancel it and he had like 900 pastors there but what had happened was is there was a dissension and he found out that a lot of them were still very close and tied with the Democratic Party so anytime he said a bill and spoke against something they would they would be all upset and offended and he's just like hey this isn't about Republican Democrat this is about evil this is about good and and bad a nonpartisan type of subject exactly. matter that the church ought to be uh, standing up for that it's clearly uh, clearly stated yeah so he just shut the whole thing down he's like I I can't do it with the army that is not you know th there's mm -hmm. always this talk about unity 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 and Mario was saying unity is not what you need you need agreement and there's a difference when when people are That's in agreement good. they move forward and do stuff unity is tolerating things and it's like oh we got this kind of people here and we got this kind of and yes all are welcome but there should be a singular understanding agreement. from God's word as the base and and I think tonight we're going to talk about God's word as what is right and what is wrong we use God's word to understand that and that's what people have done for the thousands of years well if you if you don't have a, a a equal balance you can't put something on the scale and know what its weight is and so if you don't have God's word the Bible literally says you abandon truth you abandon the knowledge of God and you you come to a reprobate mind where you can't even tell good from evil anymore yeah that's where we're at and people want truth, you know. In that same interview, they they started reading off the Barna report. Now, Barna is a group that actually does statistics for churches, and they're just statisticians. and And what they found was that 94% of the people surveyed in all these churches felt like they wanted to know more about their theology, why they believe what they believe. That was one thing, and they felt like they weren't getting it. The other one was like. 92% wanted to know when it is okay to have civil disobedience. And it's like, oh my gosh, have you heard a sermon on that before? Now, I, I might have heard some a little bit from from Brandon. I mean, he, he covers all the topics, but I, I don't hear that. And it's just like, wow, is there, you know, I mean, Martin Luther King talked yeah. about that, right? Yeah. And look what he did, in, you know, as a fruit. So anyway, it, it, people are hungry for this thing. They wanted to know about sexual identity. I think 94% said, we'd like, a, we'd like a teaching on that. We know what's right and wrong, but we don't know why. We Romans don't know what 1. the Bible actually says. Romans 1, right off the bat. Genesis 1, right off the bat. Those got to read those passages. Yeah, but they need to be taught. I mean, people people want to hear it. Yeah. You know? So, anyway, well, we got a whole list of uh, right. topics. And um, we're basically let's saying, just run through them all. And basically what you're saying is you want our leaders to start standing up and speaking truth, and especially yes. the spiritual leaders, because if the church has, the church has lost its prophetic voice, and that's what, that's what Dr. Martin Luther King was, is he was a prophet to America. We need the prophets to stand up and speak truth. Yeah, amen. Anyway, so lots of topics, right, to cover. Oh, yeah. Speak yeah. truth to. So let's get into it. What's okay. up next? Uh, what do you want to start off with? Well, since you're on the topic of um, Gay Pride Week, um, last year I, I uh, did a little research. I called the, the school district and said, like you, last year during this time, mm -hmm. I said, why is the, the rainbow flag up on the flagpole? And so they explained it was Harvey Milk Day. And, um, uh, and, and so I went back and I thought, uh, you know, I was alive during Harvey Milk and the whole um, uh, white, uh, the, his assassination and Masconi's assassination. And that is not the history, I thought. I'm not sure he's he's the symbol that uh, gay pride should be celebrating, and basically he in death uh, Milk became a, a, a bigger than life um, person than he was actually in life. He was California's first openly gay public official, and he was on the board of supervisors in San Francisco. Uh, he ran twice and didn't make it. He lived in the Castro um, district, was openly gay and. Um, uh, polygamist as far as uh, relationship he was um, wasn't married but but he had ongoing relationships and uh, when he became um, supervisor uh, he he basically uh, I think his his biggest uh, his biggest he was known most for cleaning up after your dog 
-hmm. he brought that, you know, cleaning up the streets in San Francisco, mm -hmm. and he started, uh, mm -hmm. he, that was a big deal. But he also was, uh, he was a known pedophile. He uh, would pick up homeless boys, and he would bring them home. He would give them alcohol. He would give them drugs, and he would have sex with them. And, and he, this was part of his lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So he was sexually involved with underage boys and was willing to use slanderous, extreme rhetoric against his opponents. Uh, he was um, he was an actor and he had a camera shop and so he's a businessman up there. But a lot of his history was uh, about uh, what he represented. You know, he, he was about the symbol of being gay and he wasn't um, murdered because he was gay. He was um, he was shot because he was um, he was not Dan White. He opposed Dan White. And he and Masconi, Masconi um, didn't want to reelect him. And so that, that whole thing got confused. So I'm just to say, um, calling good evil and evil good, he is not uh, the most stellar example for the gay community to represent for Harvey Milk. Harvey Milk Day. Yeah, well, and that's what it yeah. said on the paperwork. It said, oh, well, the, the Board of Trustees voted to honor Harvey Milk. It, and I'm like, what? What's the thing we're honoring here? And we're basically yeah. honoring being gay. So... And taking advantage of uh, drug addict uh, kids, underage yeah. kids, which is the definition of statutory rape as well, they say. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, an example of good is bad, bad is good, uh, you know, what they're calling. Uh, I'll jump in on one of them. Uh, CRT. Uh, I had listened to a sermon a while back when they had uh, David Barton on, and he is a, he's known for being an American historian. He goes into the old, old libraries, digs up all the ancient writings of this country, ancient 200 years, you know. And, uh, <laughs> and anyway, um, it's amazing what the history really is. And so um, he just went down this thing on statues as an example. He says, you know, when, when the whole thing with CRT came, it, you know, they want to push a 1619 project. And so 1619 was the first year that the first batch of slaves were taken to America. And so everyone thinks it started then. He says, actually, technically, it was 1651, because in 1619, when that first batch came, they were shipped to the pilgrims. Now, what do you think the pilgrims did? You think they took in slavery? No. What they did is they freed every one of those slaves, and the guys that brought them over, they imprisoned them. And they said, based on Exodus 2016, you did man-stealing. You stole people. Wow. That's kidnapping. You're going to prison. And they imprisoned them all. Now, that was a Christian response. Mm -hmm. And these were these were real Christians, right? Yeah. They, they were willing to leave life. And, and so it's interesting. They, they do that. They're, they're knocking down statues like Christopher Columbus. You know, right. you've got a lot of that. Did you know we have 600 statues or had 600 statues of Christopher Columbus? So are we saying that for the last two, 200 years, we have been wrong? Every generation has not? Because what they're saying to is honor Christopher, Christopher Columbus. Yeah, he's like a, he's a racist. He's a, uh, he steals people. He's a kidnapper. He's a slave trader. It's not the truth. A uh, trafficker. It's not who he is. Not who he is. And so I just want to go real quick for like okay. two minutes. Tell on, us who he is. And okay. The real yes. Christopher Columbus. The well, he only made four voyages. Okay. So you can get a plenty of writings on that. 10,000 people were involved in those four voyages. Wow. A lot of people wrote in diaries. So there's more than enough uh, information. So his first voyage, he meets uh, in the Caribbean uh, the Thanos Indians, and he makes great friendship with them. He likes them. He writes about them very fondly. Hey, these guys are great. In fact, he says, hey, they should get uh, citizenship for Spain and have every all rights, voting rights and all. Wow. So he really thought, he, that doesn't sound like a racist to me, right? No. Well, they say, hey, you know, not all Indians are cool like us, Thanos. We got the, um, the uh, oh, what do you call Canna? it? The cannibs. The yeah. cannibs, short for cannibal. Cannibals. He said they eat everybody. <laughs> they eat men and they eat infants. And, they, and as, a delicate, uh, as a delicacy, wow. they start with the eyes. They scoop the eyes out and eat those. So, wow. Yeah, really. And, and so um, Christopher Columbus is like, hey, we're in the 1490s. Are you kidding? That doesn't happen today. We're in a sophisticated, you know, uh, world. He didn't believe them. So he leaves. And as his crew leaves... One of the ships gets damaged, so he has to leave that crew behind. He says, I'm coming right back. I'm going to go to Spain, get another ship, come back. <laughs> coming and he comes right back. back. And his whole crew was eaten. They were gone. They were all eaten. And then he goes to the Thanos. Like, what happened? He only finds women at the Thanos. It, th apparently, the, the Caribs or the, uh, the Canibs, they it came and they ate. took, they ate all the, the other Indians. 
Oh, and wow. they, they left the women, and these women were to bear children. And they would, they would either eat the infants, or what they would do is they'd remove the organs of wow. the boys, fatten them up, and when they hit adulthood, then they would eat them. Because it was either men or infants. Wow. But not women and... Not boys. And, 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 yeah. So, so can I mean, flat out evil. Phew. So, evil. So, here's a, so here's a guy like Christopher Columbus who's opposing the cannibals. He he, he was he yeah, exalted so he, he exalted the tribes that were good and friendly. Yes. And then what did he do to the tribe that were the cannibals? Oh, he hunted them down. He said these and and you know obviously the Thanos are like please do this. I mean you know wiped us out. And so he hunts them down. And then he takes a bunch of Thanos says, hey, could you take us to Spain? And he takes them to Spain, and they actually become part of the royal court. Wow. And he does take a couple uh, um, cannibs as well as to show them, hey, look what these these kind of people, these people eat people, and people are like, no way, kind of like a freak show, you know? Right. So he did take a couple of them to show, but these guys were like destroyed. Anyway, that's the so, kind of Christopher Columbus we don't hear about. And we're not hearing, my, my daughter and her friends are not hearing that in school. They're hearing, oh, he was a wicked you know, racist guy. Oh, yeah. They said he was uh, in it for the gold. Well, he wanted to raise money in the New World to support the Crusades wow. because he felt like because Jerusalem was lost and Jesus, they, everyone was believing Jesus was going to come back in 155 years. And so he's like, well, we need to get Jerusalem back before Jesus comes. So that was his motivation. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't to take gold for himself. And right. by the way, those 17 to 18 uh, Crusades, Christian Crusades, the Muslims had 518 Big difference. You don't hear about that in your textbooks either. So anyway, enough of CRT. So basically what you're saying is that what is calling evil good and good evil. They are calling Christopher Columbus evil, yeah. and they're confusing the story, and they're not telling our kids the truth, and they're controlling the narrative. Gosh, that sounds very familiar to what we're, <laughs> world we're in right now. Yeah, definitely. Wow. Well, okay, so that's... So that's like misrepresenting history, right? Which is, again, with like, so that would be falling in the line of like, not, not I mean, critical race theory is a little different, right? So well, they're saying white people are bad. I oh, mean, they, okay. they, they, they tore down uh, statues of World War One, World War II, uh, Frederick Douglass. I mean, you know, he was for uh, Abraham Lincoln. You know, they didn't like it because Lincoln was standing, and I think the, the African-American was on his knees, and they're like, oh, that's, you know, domination. Or race history. Yeah, but the thing is, it was the African-Americans that raised the money and had that, that sculpture built. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's like, it, it, and there's just example after example. They have no idea. You know, they're, they're knocking down uh, beheading Jesus statues because he's either white or he's racist. So it, it just, it loses all logic. Right. So anyway, CRT, if you dig into it, you find out. It, just have it's just Marxism. Yeah, Marxism. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Critical race theory. Uh, you know, I was wow. I, I was on a phone call this week about uh, one of the guys, um, pastor in South Carolina, um, John. I don't know if I'm going to say his name, that last name correctly, but John Amachau um, He wrote a book. He, he wrote a book called um, Erased. And he's talking about how you know, he basically has a dream to see the racist ideology of CRT be erased, erased from our public schools, and that we will see again a return to teaching of Christian values in the public schools. And and basically, we were talking about this, and he actually cites this passage that the nation is, calls evil good and good evil, that abortion and critical race theory are the two evils that are born of the same diabolical monster of racism. And he goes back to the eugenics of abortion and how Sanger. You know, the eugenic, whether they want to wipe out the black population. And basically, the majority of the people that have been aborted through in American history are black people. So it's really an attack. Um, one of my black friends said it's a, it's a genocide of black people. Yeah. 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 And they don't ever tell you about that is, no. as well. I mean, especially the Planned Parenthood, the, you know, the, the pink beanie ladies. They do not tell you anything about Sanger's. Her history and what her ideology is. Yeah, she's right. total racist. She used to speak in front of the Klansmen. I mean, there's pictures of her with the Ku Klux Klan, you know, saying, hey, I've got a great Oh, yeah, tool. it's a total eugenics uh, uh, agenda for yeah. the black race. Yep. So that's, that's okay, that's another so, topic. Well, okay, so yesterday, was, so yesterday was an up, up and down for me because there I heard I went and dropped my daughter for school and saw this, and then I got home and then her friend texted me and said, hey, the Supreme Court is now is going to vote to strike, strike down Roe v. Wade. So it was like, all right, hallelujah. But then, of course, we find out it's a leak. So basically, if it's a leak, it's attempted to intimidate the Supreme Court before they strike down Roe v. Wade. That's what's going on, right? Yeah. Yeah, or a distract, distraction of something that's, that's coming. So, yes. Look at this, and uh, especially getting the conservatives to look at that. And so what is it that they might be trying to distract from? What is it? 
Well, I think it's because 2,000 Mules is coming out yeah, tomorrow night. Dinesh D'Souza's movie is coming out. Yeah. About election integrity or election fraud. Um, you know, if, if we were on... Um, uh, YouTube right now that we would have gone down just by saying election fraud. So I'm going to say election fraud again, election fraud. And that's what election fraud is what 2000 Mules is about. Yeah, yeah. They, they have. And why can you say election fraud here? Because we are on KSCO 1080, which is a uh, private radio station. Independent. Independent. Free, not controlled by the big six. That's right. Free speech. Free speech is Absolutely. still honored in the land. Yeah, and so uh, 2,000 Mules is coming out tomorrow, and uh, it, you all need to get some um, home people, get your popcorn and get some friends, get yeah. your neighbors, invite them over and have a party night, a movie night at your house. It looked good. I mean, I saw the coming attractions, and, you know, they have satellite imagery, and they follow people by their cell phones. You know, these mules would go from a Dropbox to Dropbox over and over and over, keep dropping, and dropping off all, ballots. Yeah, yeah, and so... Oh, my gosh, yeah, dude. It yeah, it says something like the there's like thousands and thousands of minutes of video of people dropping, just stuffing ballot boxes with ballots. Yeah. Yeah, and all the, on all the uh, significant swing states, I think they were, they were focusing on that. Six yeah. of them. There's six swing states. Swix. 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 Swing states. That's yeah, it. Rigged is another one that just came out. Rigged. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but I, I have it loaded up. It's interesting because, you know, back in the day when we, you know, I posted, hey, I think the election was stolen. And then, of course, the Facebook said, fact-checked me and said, no, that's not true. You know, this is the safest, securest election ever. And it was like, and all the media would not, I mean, so basically you're having to get, make these movies to show the footage to the people because the media, who is the protector of truth in our nation, has failed to do its job. They've failed to defend the principles of freedom and, and fair voting. Yeah. Well, talk, um, talking about that distraction of 2,000 mules, okay. the abortion issue, that's another one that I would say is calling good evil and evil good. Oh, my god! You know, if you are against abortion, you are called evil by some because right. they say, oh, you're not for women's rights. rights. And, you know, and it's like, no, that's nothing to do with it, obviously. It is about, I mean, it's never been the argument. We don't want women to choose their bodies or choose whatever. It, it comes down to, we believe it's murder. Right. You know, absolutely murder. When does life start? Whether it's inception, I, I mean, at least the very first day of birth, I mean, that's how evil it's gotten. It's gotten mm -hmm. so bad. And that was one of the things Mario Morello was talking about, that there were people, you know, in the church that were tied to the Democratic Party. And he's wow. like, you cannot be, because the Democratic Party just in New York voted that you could abort uh, child. Not abort. You can kill a child. You can deliver this child that's supposed to be under an abortion, and if it survives, they'll put it on the table with the umbilical cord, uh, whatever cord, still intact, and they'll ask the mother, do you want to keep it or not? If you don't, we'll kill it, or right. we'll let it, you know. Well, let it die. Yeah. Let it die. And so he's like, you cannot side with people that support that well, that's, and be a Christian. And that's the thing is I don't want to be a one-issue one voter, but if, if, that, if the Democratic Party, if that's their big issue— then I have to vote against them just right. because it's so wicked. I can't be for them if that's what they support. And then, of course, California and New York are like, like California, New York is like, all right, we're going to make it so you can abort your baby up to the very last moment. And then California is like, hold my beer. We're going to make it so <laughs> yeah. 28 days after the baby's born, you can still kill the baby. These are the, yeah. folks, these are the most wicked bills that have ever been drafted in human history. Yeah, by, yeah. by people that actually say they believe in God and they're, they're a Christian nation. I mean, yeah, sure, you got the Aztecs who took people's hearts out and ate them, or the Incas who did wicked stuff, but they were also appeasing their gods, which were demons, and doing human blood sacrifice to, to, to their gods. Are you okay with living in a country that's doing human blood sacrifice for convenience? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, what's going Baal on. Baal is the strong man. On yep. uh, over America, isn't it? And I, I mean, that's what we're seeing with AB two 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 three again. Uh, we know that it is a bill that uh, decriminalizes infanticide, and it uh, it is a legislation that will shield a mother or anyone helping the mother from civil and criminal charges for any action or omission, which would be neglect. I mean, infant neglect is, is a form of, of murder. 
Uh, so wow. it would be omission related to her pregnancy, including miscarriage, stillbirth, abortion, or perinatal death. And we know that the legal age of per- perinatal is 30 days. So you can kill your baby or neglect it up to 30 days, and you won't be considered criminal. It won't, that will not be considered criminal. So wait a second. So there'll be no coroner. There'll be no investigation. Okay? So, so let me ask you this. What, what happens if we're all of a sudden starting to have a lot of stillborns? And children being born who were vaccinated being born, and with un- unexplained deaths of children. Now we can't investigate those. No, so. you cannot. Wow. If this bill goes through, and it has gone through the health committee, it's gone through the judicial committee, and uh, it has one more uh, committee that it has before it goes to the floor of the, the uh, legislature. Wow. Wow. So like Adolf, I, hold my beer. Yeah. I, I mean, basically, you can, it talked about, uh, the bill talks about self-managing an abortion. I thought, what does that mean by definition? Does that mean you actually have your baby and then you throw it in a dumpster? Infanticide? I mean, I, uh, that, that would be it. I mean, we, I was a firefighter. We went out on some smelly dumpster calls and i'll tell you i was usually the one that said okay go see if that's uh, that smells like something dead go check that thing out and usually it was a dead animal but uh, i mean my heart would drop every time to think that there there could be babies in dumpsters and that's the the reality mm-hmm. yeah I mean, because they wouldn't have you operate on yourself right so the only way you could do it on yourself in a quote safe way would be deliver it deliver it and, and throw then, it in the dumpster well, or and then, and, force uh, it and isn't there still such thing as postpartum depression some mothers will get psychotic yeah. and they will kill their babies or they'll leave they'll become going yeah depression. hormones are very strong uh drugs and and that the balance of the hormones gets off and and mothers need help to be um medicated quite often to get their hormones back into level mm. so that they can uh, function normally so it decriminalizes the activity, and therefore it stops any investigation from happening, which might expose right. any foul play, wickedness, evil. Woe to the nation that calls evil good and good evil and yeah. passing bills and enshrining evil in your government. That's what's going on. Yeah, I mean, it actually conflicts with some existing health and safety codes, which um, protects the rights of an infant prematurely born alive in the course of an abortion. An infant right now that's born alive holds the same rights as an infant that's born spontaneously. And so uh, this bill doesn't really even address the conflict of the law. Wow. You know, and, and Christians, even from day one, the early church, you know, with the Didache, we talked about that yeah. a couple months back, you know, early church writing about how, how to conduct. So the first 100, 200 years, the Didache was a document that showed that Christians were the ones that honored life. And when people in, in ancient Greece and are, um, excuse me, in Rome, uh, they, when they were um, killed, leaving their babies to die, mm-hmm. the Christians would come and get them and take care of them. Yeah. And, and, you know, if you look in history... Um, Infanticide is the light, the latter stages of a of a country, of a uh, civilization, civilization that is decayed to the point of destruction. Wow! So yeah, you you stop valuing life of the early ones and the old ones, yep. the old ones of the next ones. You know, uh, yeah. But with the Didache, they would say they even forbid it, do not kill a child, do not kill a child even when it's still in the womb. Mm-hmm. So they actually addressed abortion. It's just really interesting. Wow. Okay, let's go on to another uh, woe. <laughs> Uh, what other topic do you do you have one now? What about Ministry of Truth? Oh my goodness! Oh my Are goodness! Are we in Nazi Germany? The Ministry of Truth. Describe it for us. Well, basically, the the federal government under Joe Biden and this administration, they're going to establish a, a a ministry of disinformation to stop disinformation. So then they will be the sor- sole arbitrators of what is information and in, and disinformation, which therefore means, which basically we're talking communist China, we're talking authoritarian rule, we're talking you know if they is the weirdest thing is everybody was screaming Trump's a fascist. And now the guy that's in office is doing all the things they were worried that Trump might do, which he didn't do, and they're not speaking up at all. It's like they're guys in power, so we're okay with them shutting down free speech. It's... uh. Yeah, and it's not just a single partisan issue, um, although a majority of Democrats are, um, are 
championing it. There are quite a few rhinos uh, that are championing it too, although they think that they chose the wrong person to, um, to head the division. But basically the problem is there are legislators who don't believe in the freedom of speech and they don't believe in our constitution and they don't have faith in the American people that we could actually have some some robust conversations that disagree uh, without bringing it, trying to make, um, make it stop and bring in propaganda. So basically this Ministry of Truth, which is like the Orwellian 1984. And I was just going to say, I could swear that's the exact that's, same word, yes. Ministry yeah, but they're not actually calling it the Ministry of Truth. But but I think, I mean, it, it's that's what it is in concept. And so we need to stand together and reject. I mean, it's insane. We need to reject this and we need to notice which of the legislation, um, which, which of the legislators are voting for it or championing it. And uh, come next election, we need to keep that in mind. There's just no, no place in America to shut down these conversations conversations and to shut down the First Amendment of freedom of speech. Everything that we have is based on that First Amendment. And when we begin to get that out of balance, mm. everything else will begin to fall. Yeah. You know, when you say what is truth, you know, ministry of truth, you know, for Christians, Christians should not be sharing their opinion. They should be sharing what the word of God word says, of God says it doesn't matter what I think, no. it, but what the God says in his word and, and for, you know, 2000 years, we have been using that as our source of truth and it has stood the test of time. Mm -hmm. So I'm really concerned about having somebody that has a stance that's opposite of the scriptures and saying, this is truth. This is right. I mean, that you could you could lead a whole country down the wrong path easily. Well, and some of this, I think it can be addressed in Romans chapter 1, where it talks about, you know, for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen from from creation so that people are without excuse. Like, so men and women cannot be, they're without excuse when they stand before God someday and say, well, I didn't know that was wrong or this was evil. And the book of Romans says that because people did not retain the knowledge of God nor glorify him or give him thanks, their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. And although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and they exchanged the glory of immortal God for images and idols that look like men and birds and reptiles. Therefore, God gave them over to their sinful desires to do for sexual impurity, for the degrading of their bodies with one another, and they exchanged the truth of God for a lie, and they worshiped and served the created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. So then it says this last part, because of this, God gave them over to shameful lusts, even their women exchanged natural relations for for with whether uh, for other relations with men for unnatural relations, and in the same way men abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another, they can committed indecent acts with one another and received in themselves dual due penalty for their perversion. And so basically it says that God gave them over two or three times. Mm -hmm. If people continue to turn their back on God over and over and over again, and we vote people into power who've turned their back on God over and over and over again, what we'll get is, and this is what it says, furthermore, since they did not think it world worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, he gave them over to a depraved mind, a reprobate mind. Wow. To do it ought not to be done. In other words, now people cannot even tell what's true or right or good anymore because they have not retained the knowledge of God. And that's the problem that we have going on in our culture right now. And what is the knowledge of God? It's found in his word, I would say. Right. I mean, it's an experience as well. But, you know, you can find what God yeah. likes, what he doesn't like, right. what he feels is best for us. Teach us your ways, O oh Lord. Show us how we're supposed to live our lives. If you reject the creator, you're rejecting the person who designed, the, who made you, who designed you. So you, you basically take the user manual and throw it out. And then you try to figure out how to live life without the user manual when God has, like, clearly given us... Yeah. What, are, what are his requirements? And then, this is the thing, God is so good and so holy, we actually can't keep his requirements mm -hmm. completely. So God sent Jesus to keep all the requirements for us so that we could now operate in the power of the Spirit, not under a law, 
and we can, uh, and the spirit will actually lead us into truth. But the spirit is also still, you, you still, if you don't know what to do, you go back to the word of God. What does it say to do? Right. Right. Absolutely. So. And you know, I, I see that today. I mean, you, you think about how many millennials are, are open to communism now. Well, there was a time in this country where that was like, no. And, and anathema. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Billy Graham in his early days, he was a fireball against communism mm -hmm. and it wasn't just because it's not americanism sort of thing or mm -hmm. capitalism you know it was it, it has some anti-christian things it's based in lawlessness it's based in it's based in uh in well it's atheism it's in Mar marxism right yeah, yeah marxism i mean here here's seven things um that it violates in scripture well, the first one is thou shall not steal you know communism and socialism is a a way of stealing if you make a lot of money they will take that extra money from you. They will tax you unevenly. Uh -huh. And, I mean, at one time, uh, we didn't have federal income tax. We did it through tariffs, just like Trump was starting to do, uh -huh. and we were getting all this money. And, and so what had happened was by the time FDR came, he started taxing mm -hmm. up to 90% or 95% of the wealthiest people wow. so he can do his programs, so he, his, his social programs. So people that didn't have anything got free money. And so that's what that's stealing from the wealthy. Mm -hmm. Well, that 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 trickle down a lot of things. Uh, one of the things it does is it discourages charity, because churches used to do it, people used to do it, neighbors used to do it, family used to do family. it, relationships. You know people. Yeah, but now you go, oh, the government, it's their job. They'll do it. You know, you can always do it. It's like no one helps someone on the side of the road because oh, they got AAA. Right. You know that sort of thing. <laughs> uh, number three, uh, it encourages poverty. You know, if you're getting paid for working hard, the same as the guy that's not working hard at all, because everyone gets paid the same, and there's no incentive, you lose incentive to work hard. Uh, four, it's very divisive. Now you have class struggles. Like, yeah. you know what? You're paying for me. You know, I'm paying for all you slackers out there. You know, you're taking my money, that sort of thing, and the other way around. I hate you because you have the money, and, I, you know, you make me feel like I'm worthless. It robs blah, blah, blah. dignity from people, and it creates division between people because you're always feeling like you're, you're always giving, and they're always taking, or you're always, or you feel bad about yourself because you're always taking and never giving. Yeah, yeah, and you're made to feel bad about yourself. Uh, there's a couple more. It's an anti-Christian worldview. So instead of using the things of God to, to promote and to help, man is the solution. Mm -hmm. You know, if we have a government, we can take care of everything. You don't need to have family. You don't need to have the relationships. And, and, and we will tell you what's right and wrong, just like we're seeing with all this stuff, right? You know, LGBT and, you know, CRT it's a, it's and all It's the Babylonian the system that the Bible talks about over and over again. Yeah. The system without God in it. Exactly. Yep. It encourages laziness. Um, again, it, it takes the incentive out, and you're going to get taken care of no matter what. I mean, think about all the people that don't work at all, and they choose not to because they know they've got a check coming in, and they're willing to live on that. Well, and that's destroyed inner city yeah. America, for sure, the, all of the welfare programs. Yep. And the very last one was just, it is anti-Christian, anti-Christ. Right. And so it is, you know, the, you notice that all the communist countries aren't religious countries. Atheism. And if you look at countries that have a Christian foundation, whether they're walking in a Christianity or not, they have the most rights. Women had the most rights. I mean, you could see a yeah. pattern, definitely. And um, so it's, it's very interesting. It's good. Good. Um, we we have one. Someone. I think I think we have a caller. Are we ready to take calls yet? Yeah, we, we can take things? a caller. Okay. Uh, looks like we have Colonel Terry. Colonel mm -hmm. Terry, you're Colonel on Terry. the on the air. Welcome. Yeah. Good evening. Uh, you know, things are not simple. Uh, complex problems in mathematics and complex problems in social arrangements and econ econometrics have complicated solutions. The uh, it's not so simple that oh. People don't want to work, and so we should, and, and government programs are nothing but helping them not work, so forth. Oh, yeah, you're right. Is a hundred percent. I can't stereotype the whole way, but there is a trend. Okay. Well, and the other thing is, Western civilization and, and the economic history of it, which, among other things, I've studied in the past, um, included respect for private for personal property. It also uh, was successful when we got the religious leaders from the Roman gods through the Catholic Church not controlling people to the every, every degree as happened in medieval Europe. Right. And, and we had thinkers in the Enlightenment. Mm -hmm. Voltaire comes to mind. Rousseau comes to mind. Um, Locke in England comes to mind. Um, and respect for the individual. And then the English, the other benefit of the English-speaking countries is that 
the English common law had a concept of justice and mm. fair play that also expected people to do to honor their contracts, commercial mm-hmm. and otherwise. Um, and it also the jury system made a huge impact, liberating Britain from the corruption of the the king derived courts uh, of just a few judges handling everything, if that many, uh, on the European continent. Mm. That's one of the reasons the British didn't do what the French did and have a revolution that resulted in cutting off the head of their king and all the aristocrats in France, they did, because they couldn't trust the aristocrats, and the aristocrats and the courts were all corrupt, and a citizen could be sent to the Bastille and imprisoned, as Voltaire was, for months just for criticizing a a, a member of the aristocracy. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, you bring up good points. The British didn't permit that, and we had the common law tradition in Britain, the jury system, and greater respect for individual, if you will, uh, justice requirements. And so by a narrow margin, Britain didn't have a revolution like the French did. So, and and we, re, we benefited from that as well. And in fact, our Constitution says our foundation of our law will be uh, based on the English common law. And that included the jury system, independent judges, subject to community observation, and so forth. And by the way, gentlemen, we are speaking English instead of German by one vote. One vote, yep. In the post-American Revolutionary War First Congress, where it was put up because 40% or more of the post-British colonial members, especially in places like Delaware and Pennsylvania, New York, spoke Dutch as their first language still. So... Uh, and they wanted to get rid. Some wanted to get rid of the English tradition, everything British, as well as being subject to the crown. Um, and they liked the the code, the commercial code called the Zolverein Code, that was applicable in, in on the continent and and was in the Dutch uh, legal system as well. That's good. But okay. so we didn't jump to Dutch. It's good that we didn't because we kept the benefits of the what the common law history. Mm-hmm system rights. Yeah, we we had covered actually a lot of that with the lesser magistrates a number of months ago. There's still a, a lot of this was based in scripture. I mean, for the first 150 years, I think it was Blackstone, they would not pass a law unless they could find something in scripture. I mean, the reason why we have three three branches of government is because man has is desperately wicked and can't be trusted, so he had to have accountability. Yeah, so he had a to, king, a legislator, and a judge. Yeah, and so they had to check on each other, and so. Um, yeah, hey, uh, we've got another caller actually, Colonel Terry. So we gotta, we gotta go on to the next. Okay, I appreciate. Yep. God and religion to have a successful society. Yes, yeah, because I'd say God helps create the morals, and morals help create good laws. So hey, thank you very much for thank calling you, Terry. in. Good, great, good to hear great from comments. you, Terry. Bye bye. Sharp man, sharp man, right there. Absolutely. Doing okay, we reading. have another, another one, James. James, you're on the air. Can you hear us? Excellent. I can hear you. Oh, awesome. We're enjoying a campfire. We we're just talking about prions, disorder, Lyme disease, court cases. Uh, what's the next thing? How about we go back 80 days to the truckers? Canada, hey, uh, James, you're, you're going in and out. What's up? Yeah, are you on a cell phone, or, or can you get some more bars? Oh, I have to take you off speaker. Yeah, Is that take, better? Take, take us off speaker, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is that better? Yeah, Way much better. better. Much go better. for it, brother. Okay, go for it. Just start it's from the not beginning. better for my two friends. Oh, sorry. So, no, um, can we go back like 80 days and talk about our rights and what's in the, in the sad comedy that went on in Canada? Yeah, it that was... should a, have given everybody an example. That was injustice. Uh, that was wickedness. What? Go for it. Yes? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, tell us about it, James. Just oh, uh, hey, so that trucker strike in Canada was just amazing. I saw so many presentations of some of... I mean, it was like a festival. Uh, just love. People were helping themselves. Were helping each other. And then the U.N. came in and started being nasty to the people. And uh, Trudeau was, um, he decided to go after people that were supporting his money. And they even went into different blockchains to take people's money. Plus, the U.N. came into what I thought Canada was sovereign soil. So, I don't know, we've probably had 16 other distractions since then. Wow. I appreciate that you guys are on the air. Thank you. 
Oh, absolutely. Thanks for yeah, bringing that, that up. It Trudeau's a total lackey for the New yeah, World Order. I mean, he's good. Yeah, he's, he's bought and paid for. He's on the World Economic Forum. Klaus yeah. Schwab said, we have penetrated the administration and the cabinets of many countries. <laughs> and, and Trudeau, he named Trudeau as one of them. Yeah, yeah. I forgot he's some bloodlines with that as well. Mm -hmm. you yeah. know, they go to certain schools, they groom them. for. Well, and the thing is, too, did you notice that the people that were um, assaulting the Canadians on, and being brought in, um, they, they didn't use Canadians. They used uh, guys that spoke yeah. German yeah. on the front because lines. they're willing to fire on those people. And they didn't have their... Yeah, they had UN, UN troops that were flown in, weren't they? Mm -hmm. They were not Canadian That's Mounties. That's scary. That's evil. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Speaking of evil, what about our southern border? That's that's a topic maybe. Um, I have wow. a little bit on it, but not much. I mean, just I mean, the southern border is promoting trafficking, human trafficking, mm -hmm. sex trafficking. Mm -hmm. um, I'm reading that they are making 14 million dollars a day, individual um, cartel cartels car carrying people over the the border. Yeah, it's about five thousand dollars per person. Yeah. yeah, and so and then these people. They get taken over, but then they have to work to pay that off. They don't have that kind of cash, and so they may work years. They and they're they're charged exuberant amounts of interest, and so you got a lot of people doing the dishwashing or picking or carpentry or whatever, and they work and work and work to pay off this debt. Or there's there's a threat to their family members still over in Mexico. So this is you know this is going on. We had that almost nipped in the bud. Mm -hmm. I mean, to build a fence, I don't understand at all why anyone would be against that. You know, they're saying like, hey, where's your compassion yeah. for the whole world? It's like, we got homeless in our backyard that we need to spend a little bit more time with yeah. and money and attention. You know, they, they need help. There's, yeah. And so there's a t total mismanagement, but it's a promotion of these things. These things are evil. These things are evil. And there's plenty yeah. of examples in the scriptures where God talks about Boundaries. preserving your nation. Mm -hmm. And there's a, a bunch of verses that talk about being kind to the alien. And that's a, that is on a personal basis. That is not a, a rule for a country. That was So we're to be kind to everybody. And you're supposed to treat people with respect, treat them kindly, don't let them starve. In fact, uh, you know, if you had a whole field of food, you're supposed to leave the corners unpicked. So they for, can eat. for the alien, the right. widow, and the orphan, you're to leave that so they can get established themselves, mm -hmm. you know. And so, but as a country, there were definitely different rules. Just like, uh, you know, if you put someone to death, stone them for for doing whatever, you know, stealing or kidnapping. Kidnapping is a great one, right there, mm -hmm. right? Man stealing that was actually a punishable by death. But you don't take it on yourself. That wasn't a, a law or a commandment given to an individual. That is for a country. So anyway. Uh, yeah, and you wouldn't take someone into your nation that hates your nation or is anti your nation, wants to hurt your nation. These are people who, uh, many of the ones that came over from Egypt, the Hebrews crossing over in the Red Sea, they saw the glory of God and they wanted to be part of what God was doing. They saw the 10 plagues in Egypt. They left because they didn't want to be part of that infrastructure in Egypt, the the um, the Babylonian Egyptian system, and in what you see on the borders, there's infrastructure on our borders. They they are not independently just walking over. They found uh, thousands and thousands of these bracelets that the cartel are marking people with that are organizing them into groups. There's funding behind it. There's uh, people behind it. There's organized networks of people. Um, there are terrorist uh, situations with it as they, they come over the border. And then there are those that are being flown in um, and to various cities. I know there's oh, yeah. a, a big, the, now the refugees that are being flown into Chicago and then dispersed. Um, they're not just walking in. So we have the walking over the borders with the cartel, and then we have the government-financed refugees that are being dispersed around. And what gets me is if it's so okay, why are they doing it all at night? Yeah. Right. And they're well, doing it from the border as well. You cross the border, then we have buses, and we take them to various cities throughout the country. Who's doing that and why? If they're illegal, wouldn't you want to have rule of law? And yeah. you are the head of the law, and you're saying we're breaking these laws. We're sneaking people in at night 
throughout the country. Yeah, so what would be the agenda there, do you think? Uh, Why would you want an infiltration of your borders? Democratic voters. There's no other thing. Right. Think yeah. about it. What else what, what else could you be? Well, and chaos and disruption and uh, lawlessness. Yeah. I mean, all those things uh, would, would come in when you don't have sound borders. You know, it was interesting. You're men- mentioning the drug cartels. I was watching a um, a, a briefing by an economist named uh, Peter Zihan. He was briefing in um, the military on March seventh, um, this 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 last month, two two months ago here, uh, at Fort Benning, Georgia. And he was talking about the global stability, and he was saying that the America's biggest biggest threat net next war is the drug cartels because there are certain cartels that have lost power, and this another cartels are taking over, and one cartel is is was more freedom oriented, and another cartel is more attacking. So basically, um, the he said that it it's like Afghanistan down there in Mexico. But he also said that the way that the population has grown in Mexico is actually one of the most prone nations to prosper in the next 20 years because of their how many children they've had and also the industrialization of the nation. Yeah. So Mexico is going to is going to do be doing really well. We need to have good yeah. relations with Mexico, but so. we we need to like keep our borders. Well, and I don't think uh, the majority of people coming across are Mexican. I do think they're from yeah, so many different nations, and many of the nations are not getting along with one another. So there's a total um, uh, infiltration of of the nations of the world. We need some more David Hogan's down there. Mm-hmm. He's right in the middle of cartel. He's probably the only white guy down there. He's had people that he works with murdered and stuff like that. This is the guy that raises people from the dead. I mean, it's come on. Yeah, and they 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 don't touch him. You know, the old ladies of the cartel say, "Don't touch that man." That man say, you know raise my child from the dead and they're like okay he, he can stay you know but they're very interesting stories um so we only got a few minutes left three minutes left i wanted to just point out a couple things from action oh. items here because we have um so tomorrow night which is wednesday night there is the san lorenzo valley unified school district meeting and there's actually going to be a group of parents and families going to that meeting to voice their um uh, their um disapproval of a raising of the gay flag gay pride flag over the schools so here's the number for the superintendent for the San Lorenzo Valley Unified School District. You could call their office and make. I'm encouraging you to call 831-336-5194. 831-336-5194. Call the superintendent's office and just start speaking out and saying this is inappropriate to raise the gay flag over our children's schools. That's indoctrination with a political ideology that is that we don't all agree upon. We all agree we're Americans. We all agree we're Californians. We don't all agree we're, that this is a good thing for, for society. So please call. And then if you can go tomorrow night, Wednesday night, uh, to the um, Unified School District uh, meeting, there's going to be some parents there that are going to be speaking up and go give some support. So Yeah, I have one other quick action item. Uh, on June 22nd, there's going to be the annual Walk for Life in Sacramento. And it'll be on the state capitol building steps so put that on your calendar go and celebrate life and little ones and make your voices heard all right yeah we're just winding down uh, a quick uh, close in prayer just i you know hopefully it's not all doom and gloom we're just identifying mm-hmm. the things that are evil and the things that are wrong mm-hmm. and that's all we're doing right now yeah and basically this is the key uh, we do not we're not outnumbered we're out organized and we will reap a harvest if we don't give up so get off your couch and do something to fight for the state because if you just do nothing that's when evil takes over yeah amen that's right father we just pray this right now that we would see things that you see and it looks like we are over so god bless god bless y'all bye now ksco santa cruz